In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today's Mass is so rich, most of the Masses, all of the Masses, of the Sundays of the year are extremely rich. But the Sunday called Septuagesima is extremely rich. One cannot do justice to it, even in a lifetime of preaching. I will simply limit myself to one point, uh, which one could go on for quite a while on, but I only have five minutes. I'll do my best. It's very important to pay attention, very close attention, to the words of the liturgy and to read them anew every single time they come. To put yourself in that space, to read them anew for the first time. Today's intro it has a very subtle wording. It makes a distinction, which perhaps you might find it a bit too fine on my part, but I think it's very important. The intro at Circum Dederunt, taken from the 17th Psalm, begins thus. The groans of death encircled me. The sorrows of hell hemmed me in on every side. This is interesting because it's not death itself that he is complaining about. It's not death that encircles him. It's not hell that hems him in on every side. It's the groans of death. It's the sorrows of hell. It is not death itself which is the problem. This is the polar opposite of what the world fears. The world fears death itself, oblivion, nothing. This explains cryogenics. This explains something even more insane, which is the idea that one day we might be able to download our consciousness into a computer and live forever. There are people who really do believe in this and want it to happen. Very rich people who pour a lot of money into it. This need to prolong life at any cost It's a kind of Gnosticism. It's a, a, a despair of the body. It's a despair of the reality of death. The problem for Christians, as I said, is not death, nor even Hades. Hades here being not the, the hell of the damned, but the place before Christ of the departed spirits the place of darkness, but rather the groans of death and the sorrows of the dark pit. These things encircle us. These things hem us in on every side. The gospel teaches us that Christ does not come to take away death. No one is delivered from death. Christ died and rose again and became the first fruits of those who fell asleep. But frankly, we still die, do we not? We still all die. 
So what is the point? Death is the great problem for human beings, and even Christianity seems not to have a solution, because we all still die. What Christianity does, however, is take away the fear of death. To rob us of death is to rob us of life, the path that was blazed by Christ himself through death. It is the fear of death which holds man captive. As St. Paul wrote to the Hebrews, we see Jesus who is made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that through the grace of God he might taste death for all. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things, who had brought many children to glory to perfect the author of their salvation by his passion. Therefore, because the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he, Christ, also himself in like manner, hath been partaker of flesh and blood, that through death he might destroy him who had the empire of death, that is to say the devil, and might deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to servitude. This world in which we live is subject to slavery, to servitude, to the fear of death. To the fear of death. Christianity, the Catholic religion, our faith does not deny death. Death is a part of life. Any religion that promises life without death is a satanic lie. What is the proof of this? Our Lord called it satanic when, foolishly and impetuously, the idea came out of Peter's mouth that Christ must not suffer and die. Lord, far be it from thee, this shall not be unto thee, to go to the cross. And the Lord turning said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, thou art a scandal to me, because thou savorest not the things that are of God, but the things that are of men. There is no one who gets out alive, as they say. This is our condition, the condition of every man, woman, and child, from the time of Adam and Eve to the very end of time. The answer to human death is not escape, but the death of, of God upon the cross. Yesterday evening at Vespers, we heard the grand responsory, which made the young Dominican friar Thomas Aquinas weep copious tears of compunction. Media vita and morte sumus, in the midst of our living, death compasses us round about. Who should us now succor bring, by whose grace may we come out? Even thou, Lord Jesu, alone. It doth our hearts sorely grieve truly that we have offended thee. O Lord God most holy, O Lord God most mighty, O most merciful Savior, Thou most worthy God eternal, suffer us not at our last hour for any death from thee to fall. The funeral service of the Byzantine liturgy has this hymn composed by St. John Damascene. Where is the pleasure in life which is unmixed with sorrow? Where the glory which on earth has stood firm and unchanged? All things are weaker than shadow all more elusive than dreams. 
comes one fell stroke, and death in turn prevails over all these vanities. I weep and with tears lament when with understanding I think of death. The sorrows of death came about me, and see how in the graves there sleeps the beauty which once for us was fashioned the image of God, but is now shapeless, ignoble, and bare of all the graces. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. Oh, how strange a thing! What is this mystery which concerns us human beings? Why were we given up to decay? And why to death united in wedlock? Truly, as it is written, these things come to pass by the ordinance of God. Did God intend death? No. It was not his will that death should come into the world. Death was not his doing. It was not a part of his active will. But it pleased God in his permissive will to allow death to reign over us. For death to be part of the life of his creation, his finest creation, his masterpiece, his image and likeness. When our Lord died upon the cross, he cried out in Greek, tetelestai, in Latin, the translations, consumatum est, it is finished. Sometimes we read this as our Lord saying, the ordeal is over, the ordeal is over. No, what is finished is the creation of mankind. Through the death of Christ, mankind is finally made perfect through his death. We no longer fear death. Death for us is that narrow, uncomfortable, frightening way that leads to life. And it begins now in this life through death to self. In any Christian vocation, be it marriage, be it monastic life, any form of religious life, the life of, of, a, of a priest in the world, the single life, any of these vocations cannot escape death. They must go through death. And death begins now through death to self and living for others. If you try to lose, if you try to save your life, you will lose it. But if you die to yourself now, you will save your life. You will save your life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.